Welcome to Freshwater Cleveland's Fresh Faces podcast. Freshwater Cleveland is an online publication focused on the people, places, and projects shaping and transforming our city. This podcast focuses on the first part of that equation, the catalytic talent making change on the ground in Cleveland. I'm your host, Jen Jones Donatelli. For season two of the Fresh Faces podcast, we're featuring the creative, courageous, and resilient Fresh Innovators a group of talented professionals recognized by the Cleveland Leadership Center and Freshwater Cleveland in August 2020. In this series, we'll be shining a light on the work these six Clevelanders are doing to affect change in our communities. As Cleveland's first Latina councilwoman, Jasmine Santana is passionate about blazing trails for local women. And as the co-founder of Freshly Rooted, Alicia Ellis knows a thing or two about nourishing them toward a healthier lifestyle. Now the two have teamed up to combine their superpowers to create and lead SEEDS, a transformational nine-month program geared at helping Cleveland women, and ultimately their communities, thrive. In this episode, we'll hear from these passionate local changemakers about the ethos behind SEEDS and how they're helping it bloom. Welcome to the Fresh Faces podcast, Jasmine and Alicia. Thank you. Thank you for having us today. Congratulations on being two of the fresh innovators for 2020. Thank you. That sounds awesome, right? Innovators. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and own it because you absolutely are. Um, Alicia, you are the founder of Freshly Rooted, and Jasmine, you are Cleveland's Ward 14 Councilwoman. You've come together to do important work around empowering women. So before we dive into that, I'd love to hear a little bit from each of you about um, what you do in your individual roles. Sure. So I am, as mentioned, the co-founder of Freshly Rooted. Um, We've been in existence with Freshly Rooted for about five and a half years. It's a small business specializing in corporate wellness programs, community engagement initiatives, and also personalized coaching. And for me personally, within Fresh and Rooted, I am behind the scenes as like an advisory role slash strategic planning. And then obviously the co-developer of the SEEDS program where I'm the program manager, working on the day-to-day program operations, recruiting, networking with strategic partners, developing the content, working with our instructors, and obviously connecting with community to make sure that they know this program is designed for them and how we can have their voice as involved as in the development process through the implementation of providing the service. So that's a little bit about my day-to-day, specifically within Pressure Rooted and then within the SEEDS program. Oh, I see. And Jasmine, what about you? So I am a council member representing Ward 14, uh, which is located on the near west side, has the the highest concentration of Latinos. Um, So I've been here three years now. Time is flying, uh, going fast. And, you know, I'm just representing the interests of our constituents. It is a neighborhood that I grew up in um, and that I love and I didn't want to move. And it was just pretty disenfranchised. So I decided to run. And here I am trying to just kind of make a difference. Change definitely starts at home, and I, I love that you're doing this work in the neighborhood where you grew up. Yeah, um, it is 
something that's still surreal because uh, I never thought I would be in, in this type of role position. I love making a difference and I was doing that, you know, one person at a time. Um, but now, you know, in, in these types of roles and as elected official, you're able to make systematic differences, right? And really bring those resources that your neighborhood needs so that it could, it could thrive. And both of you do such important work around empowerment, but how did you two first connect? How did your work start to intersect? Um, so I, I can kind of take that, you know, since the time that I met Alicia and I always, you know, I mentioned this to her, um, we were just kind of gathering um, to put together another program um, that serviced our, our neighborhood. And since I met her, you know, she had me at hello. We had the best conversations of the neighborhood and we shared a lot of the same interests and the same concerns you know, for the families in, in the city of Cleveland. So it was at, you know, Metro Health. I, I was very involved with Metro Health and she was involved with the whole organization. I had met her mom, amazing chef, Jolanda um, Ramos, through initiative through church where she was teaching women how to cook healthy. And, you know, I was just impacted by what they were doing. And so we talked about, you know, what we wanted to see in the neighborhood. And from, you know, there forward, uh, we started meeting we realized that there was such a huge need to develop women in the neighborhood and, you know, equip them with the tools that they needed um, so they could thrive, you know, and, and this is our personal reality. It's so funny when we talk about this, um, this original point of interaction, because I think it's evolved so much uh, between me and Jasmine and my mom and other women that we're very closely connected with, that it's really become like this sisterhood of support um, beyond the work it's so important to support each other personally. And then, you know, when you're able to work on a professional level in a sense of like community transformation, like Jasmine's been leading, I've been in part of, it's so much more meaningful when you do it with women that you have such a personal connection with and that you can really grow personally, spiritually, mentally with them and how that evolves then into like the professional work and like the day-to-day work of community interaction and engagement and I just think that when we, when we talk about this type of relationship it's so meaningful and I'm so you know grateful to continue to build um, but like I don't think we can overlook where we started from in a sense of our mm -hmm. conversations and our desires and our dreams to see our community um, uplifted thriving and really at the highest potential quality of life that they can experience seems like SEEDS is a big part of that vision that you're talking about, Alicia. So SEEDS is a nine-month program, and the acronym stands for Support, Empower, Engage, Develop, and Sustain. So tell us a little bit more about what SEEDS is all about and just the kind of the contents of this nine-month program. Absolutely. I love, I love this program, and it speaks so much of specifically Jasmine and, you know, the other co-founder of Fresh Root, who happens to be my mom, Yolanda Ramos their experience as women specifically in the city of Cleveland, specifically in the Ward 14 area growing up, um, we've really utilized their very vulnerable, transparent stories and cultivated um, this curriculum around what they have done to really position themselves to be successful. And, you know, building a curriculum that is designed for women's empowerment and development, essentially, and it's an innovative approach aimed to creating a community of women equipped with the necessary leadership skills. So talking about economic um, status is healthy, other meaningful changes that can be sustained 
within themselves first and then throughout their households of their families and then into community. And so really building equitable opportunities for women through personal, professional, and social development. Uh, we put, the, put together this curriculum to be a nine-month in-person curriculum um, designed where women can come together and really just open up. Um, and we start with the personal development aspect because um, it's hard to start talking about professional and community engagement when you're suffering um, as a person, right, around yeah. mental health, traumatic experiences. So we really take that first 12 weeks to really cultivate and nourish the woman as a woman herself, mm -hmm. aside from all of her household responsibilities, all of her neighborhood responsibilities, her work responsibilities, and we zone in on the woman. And from there, it just becomes a ripple effect into, okay, now, now how can I think about my career? How can I think about other certifications that I may want, mentorship. We design a, a mentorship piece of this program where they're paired with amazing mentors who have um, phenomenal expertise throughout different sectors in the community and through the city. Then we get into the social aspect. How can they volunteer? How can they understand other issues in the community that is not just within them, but maybe others are also facing traumatic experiences, socioeconomic experiences that are similar to theirs, but also maybe very different. And so the, through those experiences, they go through and then we're ready for graduation at the nine um, cap. And so that program design was really supposed to be for in-person, but with COVID and the pandemic, we have now been able to offer it virtually as well. And you've referenced the curriculum a few times. For each of you, what, what is your favorite part of the program uh, that you teach and uh, that you feel is most impactful? For me, um, so I, I instructed some of the professional development, which was around like goal setting, strategic planning. Uh, one of my favorite parts, and just this goes back to my own personal interest around strategic planning, is that each participant got up to three one-on-one um, strategic coaching meetings with a certified health and lifestyle coach. And in those um, meetings, they were able to put together a one-year strategic plan. And for some of the women, this plan turned into be like a 12-page plan, um, a one-year 12-page plan. Some were shorter, some were longer. But that was really one of my favorite parts to see them work so hard on their own personal plan. And this plan covered their personal lives, it covered their professional interests and their professional desires, and then it also covered their community engagement. How do they want to be more involved in community and what can they also contribute to their community? And what can their community contribute to them? You know, at a value standpoint of investment, you know, there's a lot of strategic planners out there that get paid a lot of money to do their jobs. These women get a free strategic plan, but they have to put the work in to get the, the, the results and the outcome that they want. I've been following up with them weekly and monthly to see how their plan is working. Um, and that, that's to me one of the most powerful parts to walk away with from, from this program is that strategic plan. And you know, same goes for me as well. I love, I mean, I can't separate it. I love all of it. I think you know, personally, <laughs> professional and social development is just so important to empower um, these women, you know, these women, I mean, I'm talking about generations of families who are never provided with coping mechanisms, right, or healthy relationship boundaries. They live in very impoverished neighborhoods. Um, 
and you know, with housing instability and violence and being afraid. You know, they don't they didn't grow up thinking, you know, dreaming big, right? There was a lot of limits and boundaries as, as they grew they grow up. So going through this whole personal, professional, and social development, you could see them transform like butterflies, you know? So every piece of this curriculum is important. Um, and the way that, uh, you know, Alicia has been able to kind of divide it and start with professional, because I think first uh, what's important is really kind of identifying, you know, what do I want in life? You know, what is my purpose? What is my meaning? Um, and so who am I? Uh, you know, and it gives you that moment to be still and really think of what you want in your life and, you know, how to be a better mom, how to be a better wife, how to contribute more to your neighborhood. Um, you know, I always said a healthy, educated woman is unstoppable. She will ac accomplish great things. And I know that because I'm a testament to that. So this these program really, you know, conversations of Alicia and I and Chef Jolanda was, you know, this is, was our reality. And look at where we're at now. What happened through that, that period of when we were younger and growing up and overcoming all these obstacles that we ended up where we're at now? And it was that development. It was someone that mentored us and educated us and believed in us, you know, and, and nurtured this relationship and helped us get through the trauma, you know, and teach healthy life options. And so I, I, I wish that I could say there's one part of it that I love more than another, but I think all these three go hand in hand. And what I, and, and I would add to that is that once these women graduated, what I've seen has been transformational. These women are out there, you know, like they had this, this vision within them and they just needed the tools and now they're doing it. You know, they're unstoppable. Um, they're, you know, getting out of their comfort zone. They're, they, they're opening gardens in the neighborhood and feeding their neighborhood. They're doing events and doing the community engagement piece and they're speaking to media. Um, so I don't know, it's just, it's, it's surreal. It's, it makes, it just makes me very happy and joyous to actually see this. And, um, and we're just going to continue. I love that mantra of a healthy woman being unstoppable and you know it's really cool to see that the seeds you've planted are starting to bloom you know no pun intended but i know that now that you've been through several cohorts um it is really cool to see the women kind of going for it in their life and um really running with the things that you've equipped them with so how many mm -hmm. cohorts have you done so far so we've done one um, in-person cohort um, that graduated in February 2020, and then now we're in our first virtual cohort um, that will be finishing in February of 2021 and then kicking off the third um, cohort for April, hopefully April, May of 2021. That's so exciting. And you mentioned graduation a few times. Are there any special rituals that you do or anything you do around graduation to really make it special for the women? One of the things that I practice and I wanted to make sure that I brought as, you know, being a program manager of this specific program was allowing things to happen organically and giving the participants um, a say in the development of the program. I think I've had, we had a lot of expectations going in it from participating in programs to designing programs, I mean, and everything in between. And one thing we want, really wanted to be intentional about specifically within this program is allowing them to make it their own. And so for graduation, we really allow them to put their own vision together. Um, and so they had, a, they had a graduation project and 
um, it was totally up to them um, to whether they wanted to do it as individuals or they wanted to do it as a cohort or in small groups. And they decided to do a video that shared their story. And this video was is so amazing. And I mean, we didn't have, we had little to um, no resources in the sense of um, the equipment of a video because it was, it wasn't, you know, was really last minute. But nevertheless, they came together to put together this amazing video and it captured, you know, three, two to three minutes of each of their stories. There was 12 graduates of the program and it captured um, their stories and what they wanted to share with their families and friends and stakeholders that joined us at graduation. There was over 60 people that joined the graduation that evening and they got to watch this amazing video of them. And one of the coolest parts about the videos is that the videos were aimed at their feet um, because some of them didn't want to show um, their faces. They really wanted to allow themselves to be vulnerable and express their emotions and their feelings without allowing people to get distracted when viewing their faces. So you literally watch their feet um, and you saw and listened to their stories. And that, that part of graduation um, was so impactful. And you know, I'm hoping that that becomes a ritual in, in our graduation, but I also wanna stick to our format of, of allowing it to be organic and allowing the participants to feel um, like they are owners because essentially they are owners of, of this program. This program doesn't have an owner, it has co-founders. And after each, you know, after each um, cohort, they become co-founders with us as we continue to innovate with this program. And that's why we were so appreciative of the Innovation Award because we really put innovation as one of our leading principles in this program from the beginning, that it wasn't going to be a cookie cutter fit all that we really were going to customize this program to fit and match each participant. And that takes time, that takes more resources, but the results and the reward um, is so much bountiful than, than what we've seen historically around program development and implementation. That's really awesome that you're essentially building a community over time, right? With each new cohort, more women join this kind of beautiful group and beautiful vision that you're building. As I mentioned, the butterfly, you know, the women of the first cohort actually adopted the butterfly as their emblem, um, their icon that they, they looked towards to express who they were as they went to the beginning of the program to them exiting the program in the sense of the nine-month curriculum. Um, they really uh, adopted that butterfly as a symbol of what they represented at that time of their life. So I think I wanted to bring that up too, because um, it's so essential that they recognize that early on the program, mm -hmm. that they were going through this transformational experience. It's been great to see them grow. And you talked about the next cohort being in 2021. What else is coming up for you down the pike that you're excited about? Yeah, so right now we are currently, so our virtual engagement is designed a little bit different than the in-person curriculum. Um, because of COVID-19, we really wanted to reflect on the way program, um, programs were being offered. And one way that we wanted to really meet participants and women across the city where they're at is to offer the program in increments. So beginning in September of this year, we have um, really designed a six, six consecutive series. So from September all the way to February, women can sign up for a series. And each series is different. Um, each series is a four-week commitment. And 
through that commitment, it's about one and a half hours um, a week for those four weeks. But what we're seeing is women have signed up for September, October, November, and now it's forming its own cohort. Um, but originally our intention was to meet women where they're at and not allow it to be a barrier. In the middle of a global pandemic, signing up for a nine month program um, could be a lot. It could be very inconvenient. It could be too much. So we really wanted to offer these four week um, small commitments that can be accessible, that can be achievable. And now what we're seeing is that the women are, they're carrying on in each series with us. Um, in some series we have, we have new signups, which is great. We encourage women, if they didn't sign up in September, they can still sign up for the ones in December and February and January. So those are being offered. We actually, um, our one in December is around celebrating the holiday season. And so that's going to be offered on Tuesday evenings. And that's really special because that's going to be with Chef Yolanda Ramos and the councilwoman. And they're going to be in the kitchen together doing live holiday cooking segments. And that's going to be around affordability, healthy options, what's local and seasonal. So really making it fun, educational. And like we mentioned, this is just our whole nine-month curriculum broken up into smaller segments for women to be able to feel like, you know, they can still be a part of community, even if it's on a virtual level. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about empowering women and um, helping women thrive. And, you know, we're in a historic moment in time with Kamala Harris you know, becoming the first woman vice president. But Jasmine, you are also a trailblazer because you were the first Latina to be elected to Cleveland Council. So what would be your yeah. advice for, for women who want to blaze their own trail and potentially enter politics in the same way that you and Kamala have? Um, so I'll give you my experience, right? Uh, first, you have to kind of overcome all the, the mental piece of it, right? That, that says, you know, they said that men, they just jump into races because, you know, they're just confident. Women think about it over and over again. Um, and so they want to wait, you know, Till I'm more educated, till I'm more experienced, you know, they don't just jump into this. So we overthink, um, you know, us want, desiring to run or getting into a race. So first you have to overcome the whole mental piece, especially once again, if you grew up, you know, in a traumatic environment, right? Where you weren't, um, you know, or the conversations weren't really about you being a doctor, attorney, or nonetheless an elected official. So that I overcame. Um, so you have to mentally prepare. And the second thing is, you know, you need a support system, which is very important. You need a support system around you um, that know you very well. Um, and and then you need like the passion. You have to have your heart, you know, in the right place. And, um, and I think that's what gets you through whatever comes your way, whatever dirt or, you know, because politics, it is dirty, right? And so it's like, you know, you, you have to... Um, your desire to make a difference has to be uh, bigger than anything that comes your way. And so, you know, you just need that fire within you. And, and that's your fuel, um, you know, to run and then really make a difference. And here I am three years later, I ran on, you know, rebuilding and restoring the ward. And that's what we've been able to do. And Steve has been uh, a, a huge part of this transformation in the ward. You know, we thought about it initially at first, it was going to be just for Ward 14. Um, but now we've opened it up to, you know, the city because we know this is going to be, this is 
something that women all across the city could use. And we just once again want to make a difference and see women thriving. And when you look back at your time on council, Jasmine, and, and the transformation of Ward 14 during that time, what's one of the things that you're proudest of? So I'm proud of the SEEDS program, for sure. I'm very passionate of working with women. I've been working with women for 20 years. So that is just a passion that I have of mine. But um, there's a lot of investment coming to the neighborhood, and I'm, see, I, I'm seeing the and feeling the hope within families, right? It's all about you know, housing in the neighborhood. It's about, you know, families needing jobs. Um, and we have been able to do that in just three years, beautifying. Beautifying the neighborhood has been something and community engagement has like been a priority because, you know, people don't think, you know, there's so many uh, families going through anxiety and depression and your environment adds to that, right? So if you see illegal dumping and you see, you know, uh, deteriorating uh, trees and streets and all that, you know, that really impacts you mentally, impacts, you know, parents, impacts children. And so, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to tackle is like beautification and more flowers and more greenery and bringing a park to the neighborhood. And, um, and you know what, we've done that in three years. And so I am already, you know, getting the, the feedback, the positive feedback, people are really noticing the difference. And, um, yeah, we're just not here to waste our time. We really, uh, we're vested in, in this area and we will continue. I love when I come to the La Placita events and I see, you know, people making planters out of tires and painting beautiful designs. And it's really cool to see the impact of your work around town in, in beautifying the ward. Oh, so good. You've seen it. Yeah, you know what? That's another initiative we are very proud of. It's called Painting a Better Picture in Ward 14. And there's just been so many, so much engagement and volunteers coming out to that. And it's been very successful, you know, and that, you know, that Painting a Better Picture came, you know, and I always got to bring it back to personal because I feel like you are a better, better leader when you've experienced things yourself, right? Because you've identified what is that challenge. And um, my son used to get anxiety, you know, just driving around the neighborhood, like, why are we still here? We need to move out this neighborhood. And because all the litter and the garbage and tires and all that. So it was important for me to show him, you, you don't move, right? You just, you know, be the difference that you want to see in, in your neighborhood. We've been here all our lives. You know, we are part of the fabric of our neighborhood. We can't just get up and leave. Um, and so now he's part of these initiatives of painting a better picture and turning fly, uh, tires into planters and all that. So now he's more appreciative of where he lives and he brags about it. Very cool. And talking, speaking of younger folks, um, since this is the Fresh Faces podcast, who are some fresh faces around Cleveland that you'd like to give a shout out that you think are doing great work? So, you know, I definitely have to give a shout out to Young Latino Network. Um, I think they, uh, you know, they, they're just very energized. They're passionate about making a difference. Um, in the city of Cleveland, you know, Selena Pagan, uh, Keisha Gonzalez, uh, also uh, a firecracker. And, and, you know, she is, um, she's doing a lot of work in her position with the Cleveland Foundation, helping to bring resources to the neighborhood that she grew up in. Roberta Duarte, um, who worked at Jumpstart and just helping with the economic development piece in our neighborhood and helping families start their own business. So, um, you know, these are all powerful women. And so I know there's many more, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys also, you know, making a difference out there. 
Um, but these are the top three that come to my mind right now. Great. What about you, Alicia? Yeah, my list can go on and on. I, I think, you know, also Elena Dollars, who works for yeah. Metro West, she's been a significant impact with this program. I'm going to continue to put my mom in that conversation, Yolanda Ramos. Um, there's a, so many amazing young, young folks, including myself. Um, I don't like, I don't enjoy labels, but I know that, you know, in a sense of context, they're important. There's a, Olivia Ortega with Greater Cleveland Partnership. You know, we had an advisory committee um, of so many powerful women in different sectors to move this program forward. But those, those are a few, um, a few, and also, you know, Justin Bibb is on the rise and making a lot of um, noise um, in, in the sense of the work that he's doing around economic development and urban cities. I can go on and on about the fresh faces in this city and in this region that we continue to uplift and making sure that they have a platform too. And Janice Contreras too, who's running an amazing organization. And, you know, uh, like Alicia said, there's so many um, and that are also working behind the scenes, right? That are probably not in that front line or just on social media or their name is not always coming up, but behind their scenes are really making a difference. Yeah, I would also add to that Walter Patton and Julian Kahn, they're on the east side of Cleveland in their neighborhoods and their community leaders are activists, they're business owners, young African-American men continuing to be pioneers in their, in their neighborhoods and making sure that um, they own they own their neighborhoods and they're not going to get pushed out as development comes in. Well, it, it's not surprising to me that it came so easily to you to name other change makers. And thank you for all that you do to champion others and make a difference here in Cleveland. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Um, I really enjoyed this. This is my first podcast, so <laughs> I am excited. I'm going to uh, make sure I put this in, my, in the books. Um, so I really, but I, I do thank you for giving the opportunity for C's to share um, what they're doing in, in the city of Cleveland. Yeah, we are honored that we could be your first podcast appearance. And thank you so much to both of you for being on the Fresh Faces podcast today. Thank, thank you so you. much. And also thank you to Cleveland Leadership Center for the recognition of being an innovator in the city of Cleveland. And to all the women out there, you could do it. You could do yes. it. We are powerful. Copy that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> If you'd like to learn more about the Fresh Innovators or hear more episodes, please go to freshwatercleveland.com. There, you can also get post-event access to the Grit to Great event, where the Fresh Innovators were honored in August 2020. Thanks for listening.